This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I'm interviewing someone very special. So I met her in Toronto a couple years ago when I was doing a very challenging course through Landmark Worldwide. I've talked about that personal development company a couple times on my channel, but I was doing the Introduction Leaders Program, and Cindy Gillies was my coach for seven months, and it was a wild ride. So she is a lifestyle and interior designer coach. So we're going to be talking about that today. And our our topic that we're going to be discussing is on transitioning with power in life. So Cindy, I would love for you to introduce yourself and we're going to dive into this conversation together. And I'm so happy to have you here today. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I, I was just laughing when you were talking about how we met and the program that you were in and like saying that it was like, slightly challenging for like the seven and a half <laughs> seven and a half months is like maybe a, a slight understatement but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I very much remember that I remember the first time I met you actually oh really I, yeah I remember you being in class and I was like I like this friggin' chick and then found out <laughs> that you're an athlete and I was like I knew there was a reason why I liked her so much and I was like I need to coach her directly I think I actually said that to Audrey I was like I need to like she's mine like I need to have her she needs to be with me that's, That's so funny. Yeah. And I love how they say too, like, oh, whoever is your coach is meant to be yeah. your coach. Like it's unbiased. And that's definitely yeah. not unbiased. But okay. I know. And you're not supposed to be. And like, she actually never let us, like, we're never, it's just kind of it works out how it works out. But I was like, secretly, not so secretly, like, oh no, her with me. That's just how that needs to go. <laughs> well, here we are like four years later, still talking and still friends. And just the friendship is so deep. And I, I love it so much. Even if we don't connect that often, I know it's yeah. such a like deep, authentic relationship. So I'm really, I'm so appreciative of that. Me too. I, I couldn't agree more. And I, you know, when you reached out to me like a little while ago, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'll be on this podcast. That sounds freaking awesome. <laughs> Thank Seriously. you. Thank yeah. you so much for being on here. Okay, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and what you do. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, you said before, um, like, interior and lifestyle designer. And I think underlying that is, like, transition coaching. So, I'll give you an example. Have you ever um, lived w- with somebody and then broken up with a, with a person that you live with and everything in your house reminds you of them? And if you haven't, just imagine it, Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like everywhere you look, they're friggin' everywhere. Right. So what I do is I work with people that are going through some kind of a life transition, you know, whether it's like a a divorce or, um, you know, sometimes it's like whether they're going through a breakup or just looking for a shakeup. I do everything from redesigning their living spaces and office spaces to also their wardrobes. So like style and fashion makeovers and then really like transition coaching from the inside out. And I, and I fully, fully believe that your, like your physical space has a direct impact on your like psychological and physiological space. So I, I think they work hand in hand with each other. I love that so much. 
I How know, God, it's so friggin' true, man. It just makes me so excited even when I say it, because I'm like, yes, that's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, how did you discover this? Because you were, when I met you like four years ago, you were already doing this. So how long, like how long have you been doing this and how did you discover this and bring this together? Yeah, well, to be honest, um, I, I guess the easy answer is I started my business, actually June 29th was my eight year anniversary Amazing. of starting, starting this for my business. But really... I've been doing it my whole life. I just, I formalized it like eight years ago, but I started this like very young, just the way I interact with people. And I think it just comes from like two things. One, I love connecting people. I love connecting with people, connected thinking, connecting other people to each other like that. And I also just, I really love it when people are happy. And I know that sounds like obvious and you know, but it actually just makes me, so friggin' happy to make people or to see people happy and to be a part of a journey that that gets them there even though it's them doing the work themselves um and i was working in finance when i originally started it and I, you know i loved the industry and how competitive it was and the earning potential i was at a great company but i wasn't fulfilled you know what i mean like it wasn't rich and then um, like a friend of mine ended up going through a divorce and I didn't really see it coming. And we started, you know, it was like right around like January, which is like January and February in Toronto, like the most depressing time of life ever. And we started just, you know, going for coffees and stuff like that. And then, um, and then I, I told her I was going to go to Benjamin Moore and I was like, you, you should meet me there and we'll pick a couple paint colors for your house. Cause she had relocated from overseas and never really moved in. And we like picked two colors and it was just like, boom, like wildfire. We ended up like basically like, like flipping essentially her entire place. But what happened when we did that was, you know, we just very naturally kept getting rid of a bunch of old stuff and like letting it go and some of his stuff and their stuff and things they no longer needed. And it was such a natural release. And then we brought into the space everything with like where she was like, like then, but also where she was going you know, and just ended up creating this, this space for her where, you know, she traveled a lot for work and every time she'd come home, it'd be like, like her sanctuary, you know? And I was like, this is what I love. This is what I need. Like, I need to be with people like this. This is what I care about. There's other ways that I can, you know, when I was working in finance, it's not like it wasn't making a difference. It was, but not at the, like, the love, like here, like in your gut, in your core, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I love this so much. And I love how freaking passionate you are. Like, you're just so... I feel it. Yeah. My hands are sweating right now as I'm saying it. <laughs> I mean, so right now, Cindy and I are on Zoom. Like, so we see each other and I'm just laughing. because She's like looking at me dead in the eyes, like making a fist in yep. the screen. Like, I love it. Like, she's just going to destroy it. That's how I can feel. Probably scaring everybody that's listening to it. Like, easy chick well you know, my palms are sweating listening to you dude i know oh that's like, so i feel like funny. i already have the ac on but i feel like i need to crank it up a little more oh my gosh <laughs> it's so good but i mean that it's that kind of passion that keeps you going and keeps you growing right which is like brilliant so yeah yeah i love it so much okay i'm wondering if you can let's talk a little bit about this topic that we picked today of transitioning with power because it really does sound like, I, I mean, obviously I've never been through a divorce, but I have been through, you know, breakups or transitioning careers mm -hmm. on like numerous occasions in my life. And that, that moment, that like tipping moment of closing mm -hmm. a previous chapter, chapter and moving into the next can be so 
freaking confronting and just very draining and overwhelming and just a lot of uncertainty and lack of control. Like there's a lot going on in that moment. And so I would love for you to dive in, dive into that. Like, let's talk about the, you know, transitioning with power and just moving forward. For some reason, the way that you just created that, which was so powerful, it actually just made me want to start crying. Oh um, my God. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I, I, it's like right there for me now, right, right in this moment. And I think it's because you really like nailed it when you said it's like, there is like that moment where it's so effing confronting, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, when you're at that crossroads and you're like staring it down and you're like, okay, I could either keep doing what I've been doing because it, it's, it's comfortable and safe, even if I'm friggin' miserable in this, but I still like, I know it and it's safe or, and then it's like this big breath, you know what I mean? Where you're just like, it's like, or I can, I can go this way and like, you know, like the path kind of unknown and I have no friggin' idea how this is going to turn out. And it is scary as hell but I just know it's like, there's something on the other side of it. And I, I mean, I, I am, I am living it myself right now, having just gone through my own breakup. And by the way, it, yeah, like you said, it's not just people that are going through a divorce or a breakup. I mean, that, that's it. Some people have lost a partner or you, you know, relocated professionals, retired professional athletes, new parents, entrepreneurs, people recovering from medical conditions some people that are just like stuck and bored and they just don't know what, you know, and it's like, well, if you're bored yourself, why would anyone else be interested in you? You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. kind of like, there's, there's such a range, but when you're right in that moment, I can remember this is like, like three months ago, like my breakup is very fresh. Um, and it was, you know, with, it was my most important relationship and, uh, like that I'd ever been in. It's the first and only person I ever thought that I was going to marry and have babies with you know, I'm, I'm 39. So that's obviously, it's not hard to do the math as a woman. I don't have kids yet. And I want them, which was also new for me. And I remember sitting at my desk, which is like right in front of where I am right now. I'm pointing at it. I do feel a little bit like I'm going to start crying when I'm saying this, but, um, I remember I was going through like so much stuff and like all of my shit was coming up, all of it, like such old stuff from so many old relationships, like so much old crap from like, even like right after university, during university, you know, like junior high, elementary school, like all this stuff. And part of what happened and you pointed to this earlier was when I was like really young, I was very confident, you know, like a quiet confidence. You don't even really know it, but you know it, you know? And I remember like whether it was like when I was taking a test or starting to play competitive sports at a very young age, I just, I knew I could count on myself. You know what I mean? Like I knew I would come through like when I needed to, I would just, it, I just would. And I didn't need anything from anybody else around that. And then slowly over time, as different things happen in life, nothing even particularly traumatic and it doesn't have to be, but it was, it was for me, you know? over time, I started to replace that inner confidence with needing this external validation. And it finally got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm in a kind of in a circle where I've got lots of coaches and stuff like that. So I could friggin' just like machine gun it and call whoever I needed to. And I wouldn't annoy anybody because I had so many people that I could call that they didn't know who else I was like, you know what I mean? 
but to the point that I just, I wasn't, I just didn't trust myself, you know? And then especially during COVID and I, that's why part of why I think this conversation is so timely, although we're always going through transition, but it's even louder now is, you know, I called my parents on the second Wednesday of COVID and I was just like, I was just like kind of unsettled and kind of restless. And I thought I was just calling them to say, I miss you. But I started bawling on the phone with my mom, like just bawling. It's actually bringing up the emotion for me right now. It's just like bawling. And there was a point where she was like, you know, I, I wish that there was something else I could provide for you right now, but it sounds like for you, you just have some like soul searching to do, you know? And so and she was going to let me go. And then my dad came home and she's like, Oh, here's dad. And she like passed, you know, passed him the phone. And I just, I just bawled so much that night. And it felt like, um, it kind of felt like the volcano erupted or like there was an earthquake and like, but it was like all the plates shifted inside. And then there was the aftermath after of, of several, you know, whether it was crying or whatever after, but it's like something finally moved. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And slow. And then I did a, a course that was very much aligned with, you know, where I was at and where I was going and got really, really clear on what I wanted. And I think more importantly, like who, reminded again and grounded in who I am and that quiet inner confidence just started to like naturally um I guess ar like arise again and I had this experience as like I don't even know I don't even really know anything about like the phoenix rising but that that was my experience in like at that time and I remember sitting at my desk and this is coming back to when you talked about like being at the, the crossroads there or whatever like when you're in that transition and I was sitting at my desk and I went from feeling like so scared that we were going to break up, like so scared about it. And it had this like hold on me to like, I need to break up with him. And it was just in this moment. And you know, those moments when you have that hundred percent clarity Yeah. and there's no denying it. No, it was just like, Whoa. And I was like looking out the window and I was like, Holy crap. And then I was fucking scared, part of my F-bomb. But then I was scared because I was like, oh, now I have to do something about it. And I, you know what I mean? And I didn't want to. And I was like, but I, I, I wanted to, but I didn't, you know? And I remember telling one of my girlfriends about it that day. And, and then I was like starting to backpedal because I was like, I, I'm not saying I'm doing anything. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm doing anything, you know, like that. But I knew, I knew for myself, you know what I mean? And I was like, I know there's something on the other side of this. And it was, it was like scary as hell. And I, I remember having a conversation with him and just saying, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm not going to do this anymore. You know, just this whole way that I've been operating like this, it's just, I'm not doing it anymore. And um, anyway, we had a series of conversations and all the truth came out, the good, the bad, the really ugly, lots of things that I had been really friggin' scared to hear and all that, all of it came out all of it. It wasn't easy. Yeah. At all, you know? Yeah. I, I so appreciate your, your vulnerability and just listening to you. I can really hear the journey that you went on, you know, definitely since the last couple of months of going through that and just the mm -hmm. phases and really, I really love how you just gave such great examples of going inward and noticing mm -hmm. the fear and being the observer of that, but then also allowing yourself to reignite that self-confidence to trust yourself so that you can move through that fear 
because it is on the other side of that fear, that next level of freedom that you're now creating for yourself. And that's, that's the only way to get out of it. And I can only imagine like the word that's coming up for me right now is like suffocating. <laughs> like that experience of being, you know, whether it's a relationship or a job you don't like or your health, whatever it is, like being somewhere where you don't you really don't want to be and you know that you don't want to be there. Like those two things, being somewhere you don't want to be and knowing you don't want to be there is suffocating. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck are you supposed to do if you can't breathe? Totally. So it's, it's, that's why you going inward and dealing with yourself and even just reaching out and allowing yourself to feel those emotions too, because I know Mm -hmm. that you're a very strong woman. Like you've inspired me since the moment I met you. And it's like, even the strongest of people have fear. Even the strongest of people have to deal with their own shit in their life and, and work through it, like work through it and that's how you get through to the other side is is going through it as much as you know your ego doesn't want to that's mm-hmm. that's how you get out it's not suppressing things that's holding and and resisting and and it was interesting I had a realization the other day with the terms like holding and resisting I was like you can't hold anything without resistance mm-hmm. like if I'm gonna pick up a pen I can't hold the pen unless I'm resisting against it mm. and so like those, those really go in hand, right? So when it's like we're resisting some things, I think some people think we're pushing things away, but you're actually hold, you're holding on to something. And like, what is yeah. that, right? So I mean, you going through all of that is now, and I know that this is where you're at. Is like things are opening up and shifting. Oh God, it's it's it's. I just wrote down holding and resisting when you when you just said that. I'm like when you can't have one without the other. Um, because first of all, so yes, that's. I think you nailed like so many things when you were saying that, including the, like, you know, when you are willing to be in it and let those, like the emotions like run their course. And like, it was strong, man, like a whole range, the, um, certainly like my, like the feelings over here with myself and like, you know, just dealing with all the ways where I like not just disappointed myself, but honestly, mostly so not what, that what would actually had me upset was how I'd sold out on myself in so many ways in that relationship, certainly, but so many things even leading to it. You know what I mean? That by the time that I got there, of course, that's what I was going to do. I'd done it in so many ways and then pretended and worked on top of that. And all of those things that I was just, you know what I mean? And I was like a big part of the letting go, like the the ego part was huge. I mean, hello. That's, (laughs) I know it comes as a huge shock if you know me, but it's like, you know, from growing up and playing competitive sports and being in that environment all the time and whatever it is, I think probably natural, but that's, you know, sometimes very present, but it was like, you know, I was like, I just don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And I think the when you, when you have the courage to start releasing that stuff, like, cause when you're saying holding and resisting and a big part of what I do with people is focused around like releasing, you know, like I use a, a three-step process of releasing the old, receiving the new, and then redesigning, you know, what, if it's a living space, like a space or like really like a life that you love, that releasing part of it which is, I think like 90%, you know, is 
it's some of the most challenging times that you have to to be just to be so in it you know and willing to let go of what you know you know and like what you're comfortable with and letting people see you like that mm -hmm. it's it's extremely humbling extremely humbling and so fucking vulnerable like yeah. you know what I mean like I think the two words that I think of when I think of going through all of this and with a lot of people that I work with is just like like vulnerable and raw mm -hmm. and tender that's another word that's oh great. so tender <laughs> I actually I just used that the other day with um like in something that I wrote for somebody else actually like after it was like you know I it's so it's I think part of what just came up for me when you said that is like what's so amazing is when you are willing to release that stuff which is so hard and by the way releasing can be with like you know physical items that's why I, I believe so much in doing um it's why I love uh like redesigning people's like living in office spaces because it's really an opportunity for me what I love about it is getting to, to capture like your essence your lifestyle your needs desires goals like that but really capturing like the essence of you and bringing it to life in physical form. And when you do that with somebody, you know, the releasing that they, they go through as they're letting go of physical items, but it's also releasing like memories and, you know, emotions. Cause there's like an emotion attached to every single thing, whether it's a, an event, a relationship, a memory, an article of clothing, a piece of furniture, you know? when people are willing to go through that and release that it's so powerful, but you also give, I think the opportunity for other people to then show up differently in your life too. Yeah. Cause you know? you're, you're also one thing that you didn't mention was that you can release like memories, but stories and filters of how okay. you see things. So, you know, like wearing sunglasses, right. And if you take those sunglasses off, you're going to see things differently. And like you said, that's how people are going to show up differently in your life. Totally. Yeah. I, I don't know for you, but I know for me, it's like the times in my life when I am the most vulnerable, like now is like, I just, well, a couple of things. First of all, like the amount of gratitude and I, while I love the experience of gratitude, it does annoy me that I feel like that word gets overused all the time. So like, but, but it's actually true though. You know what I mean? Look, but the amount of, of, yeah, gratitude I have for the amount of like love and care and um, kindness, like just like such a deep kindness for me. It just, it brings so much appreciation and I realize how much I don't even allow that from people most of the time. Cause it's basically like, I've got this, you know, and like give no space for other people to show up. And yet it's exactly what I love to do with and for people. That's my whole business is based on that. That is the fulfilling part for me is getting to be that contribution. And yet when I'm in like go mode, it's like, there's no room for anybody to do that. You know, I find that so interesting that you share that because I noticed that I can be the same in my life. And I think that's <clears throat> like you mentioned, that's one thing that we have in common is this really strong athletic background. Mm -hmm. And for, for me, like the reason why I was successful at playing rugby was because I did it, right? It wasn't like no one lifted the weights for me or did the running or the skill training and so on. So then there, it, it's almost like we can trust ourselves. And earlier when you talked about this sort of silent 
sort of uh, self-trust and confidence. Like when you said that, that really resonated with me as well. I'm like, oh my God, I trust myself more than anyone in yeah. my life, right? Which I think can be a double-edged sword. And so when I'm listening to you and I'm like, yeah, like I, I really, I hear that. And I like, I do that as well. Or it's like, oh no, I'm good. Like I'm good. I'm strong. I can figure this out. I'm going to let myself feel the things and whatever. And for some reason, allowing others to like take care of me it's really hard. Like if I get sick, I'll like crawl to the store and buy my own medicine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just totally, yeah. And maybe it's a pride thing. I don't know. Or it's just, it's a trust thing. Like don't want to be let down. There could be a ton of reasons why, you know, I'm like that if I'm just speaking for myself, but I do find that interesting that you brought that up. Cause I, I totally resonate with it. I think a lot of people probably do in their own way, like however it looks for them, you know, and some people it's like, oh, I don't want to bother them or I don't want to this. I don't want, it's like, or ultimately it's like, yeah, I, I don't trust that anyone else can do it the same as I'm going to do it or as well or as fast or, I mean, that's come up in so many of my relationships where I'm like, wow, I sit here and walk around, you know, saying that all I want is for people to get bigger around me. And yet I act like they can't, you know, go to the store and pick up the right, I don't know, propane tank for the barbecue or something. You know what I'm saying? That, that actually is a real example because that did happen. Oh my gosh. Several years ago, but I just remember, I just remember being so annoyed. And I was like, if you're not going to do it, just tell me now because I don't have time. I'll go do it myself because people are going to be here. You know what I mean? I can just remember just like that whole, ugh, makes me cringe like that. But I mean, whatever, it's human. That's people. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, like you said, is working on that, on that releasing. And so you talked beautifully about that. So can you talk about the next things of like redesigning and, and so yeah. on? And like, what are some, cause you, you gave some really good examples on releasing. And so I would love for you to just continue to give some examples on those other parts so that people listening to this, they can kind of understand your process. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's really, so there's a couple things. Number one, it's not linear where it's like, okay, I'm going to release it all and then receive it all and then like redesign it all. It's like, it's a very dynamic process. And so when you start releasing things, and this is why I, I love um, doing it in people's homes or like their living spaces or office spaces, because it can be at times a less threatening place to start, to, to start and ignite that process of, of releasing things or like letting go. And, and when I say that, I really mean letting go of the emotion that's attached to whatever the thing is whether it, like it's the physical item, experience, relationship, whatever. As you do that, you naturally move into the, the, um, the second part of it, the second phase, which is receiving. And when I say receiving, it's, it, it's actually one of the most creative times for people where all of a sudden you let some of these things go and then you start getting new ideas. It could be like something that you wanna do in your room. It could be a new business idea. All of a sudden you see something different and new for your family. You want to travel somewhere. You get into, you know, it's like the whole creative process is ignited. And suddenly it's like, there's opportunity here, 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 like this, you know, because you've let some of that stuff go. So now there's space again. Right. And it's like, and then you get to redesign, which is the friggin' awesome part. Cause then it's like, okay, well, instead of just sticking with what I have because I've just had it or taken what I could get or what was available at the time, it's like, no, let me actually look at this and like see and then figure out like what I actually want. You know, people like, it's why I think that getting fired can be one of the, the biggest blessings that most people are like, holy shit, when it happens, you know what I mean? But it's like, no, it's an interruption in your life from going through, sort of going through the motions, all the normal things and all, it gets your attention real quick, like, 
just like COVID. I'm very grateful for it. And obviously not the hardship ways, of course, that's obvious, but all of the things where it slowed people down, myself very much included, and just cut the shit and you just got like right back to the basics. That's what this whole process is about. So after you like let some of that stuff go, then all of a sudden you get these new, new ideas and then you can redesign a friggin' like you can have your own palace, sanctuary, kingdom, you know, whatever you want. And when you do that, it all of a sudden starts igniting all of these other things in your life and everything is moving because it's all about energy and energy is meant to move. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I love that. I love that so much. And I love how your energy, this, <laughs> I feel like this episode is going to be a roller coaster for the listeners. We like started with this crazy passion and it was like, I think I'm going to cry. And then it's now we're like, it's crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's like, that's just energy. Like you said, it's energy yeah. it has to move, right? So literally even in this conversation, we moved through, you know, the motions of like transitioning and like the good things that come from it, the things you let go and so on. And so I think that that is so powerful. So one of the last things I want to ask you is let's say somebody listening to this right now is really like, if we go right back to the beginning of our conversation where I talked about this tipping point of beginning the transition and you shared your story beautifully, what would be some coaching or I guess you could say advice to the people listening who are in that position right now where they feel like really lost and overwhelmed and just like helpless? You know what I, I think like a, a question that you could just ask yourself because it's like when you're right in that grind, man, it sucks. It's hard. It's scary. It's so uncomfortable. It's like, I guess there's two things that come up for me as I'm saying that. It's like one, allow yourself to stay in that discomfort longer than you want to because there's something huge that's on the other side of it. It's, it's, it's huge. It actually, it's like when you're, when you are in that extreme discomfort where it's like, no matter what, there's just like no relief from it. You're actually the closest that you've ever been to getting to the other side of it. If you're willing to, to sit in that discomfort and, and see yourself through it, you know what I mean? And, and the kind of second part of it, which I think is very coupled with the first one is just ask yourself, what could be available on the other side of this? If I'm willing to sit through this, it fucking sucks right now. It's hard. I don't want to do this, whatever. But what could be available if I were just willing to sit through this a little longer? Yeah, and I think I love, I love what you just said. And what I'm hearing in that too is that sitting in it, and and going through it as well is a form of release because getting because getting going through that is releasing that thing because like you said you're going through to the other side to what it is that you want or what could be possible totally and so i think that just not listening to the fear noticing the fear and being willing to work through it and just trusting one thing that I've, I've said before is that everyone listening to this, and this is a, this is a fucking fact, is that we have all made it through 100% of the bad days of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we've made it through 100% of like the challenges, you know, the losses, whatever it is, we've made it through 100% of those already. 
So therefore, if I think if anyone's listening to this and they're in this position right now where they're in that transition spot and that sort of hard, <laughs> between a rock and a hard place, if you need any evidence, you know, to know that you're going to make it through, just look back at your life. Like you've made it through 100% of them already. And totally. all, of, all of that combined is like more than what it is you're currently going through. It might be, you know, the most challenging thing, but if, you know, all of those things have been spread out over your entire life, whether, you know, you're in 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, listening to this episode, like you will make it through that thing. hundred percent. Yeah. So true. And I it just remind my friend Adele and she's one of the people I've done like so much work like on this stuff with um, like her courses and all that kind of stuff. And just in our regular conversation and we were both going through like a bunch of stuff in the last couple months. And, you know, she just goes, my brother said to me today, you know what? Life is hard sometimes and we can do hard things. I'm going to yes. That's it. It's actually, it actually is. It's that simple. You know, it's like life is hard and I can do hard things and I'm going to honor myself. Oh, that is so good. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so amazing. Okay. I honestly loved our conversation today. I loved the emotion and the passion and just really, really, really see you for your vulnerability and just your tenderness and love. And you're such a vibrant human being. I'm so happy that we had this, this conversation today. And I, I love you so much, Cindy. You're amazing. Thank you so much for, I, I really mean it when I say, like I said, when I got your message, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely happening. And I appreciate the space for it. And also, um, I don't know, you, I've told you many times how special that you are to me. And I really appreciate that even like several years down the road, we're still, we still get the opportunity or create the opportunity to have like this kind of moment together, you know, especially when we had like a very special relationship like that. So I appreciate all the love and the opportunity. And I, I definitely feel that way about you too. And always will. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Can you please tell our audience where they can find you? Yeah, I had to look that up before we started here. So. <laughs> Just a reminder. Uh, so my, well, I know my website, which is cindygillies.com. And then my Instagram handle is cindy underscore gillies. Yes. And I think, I think it's, a, it's about that on Facebook too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. So I was just for our listeners know the reason why we're laughing is because I was like, oh yeah. So at the end of the recording, I'm going to ask you, you know, if you could share your handles, you can just say them. You don't have to spell them out. She goes, oh my God, what's my Instagram handle? Yeah. I should should maybe work that out sometime soon. Yeah. So then I had to look it up to tell her so that she could share it. Anyways, this is all going to be in the show notes for you anyways, but I just needed to have a laugh about that. So, (laughs) oh my gosh. All right. Well, I want to thank, thank you, Cindy, so much. And I want to thank the listeners for listening today. If you could please subscribe, leave a review, leave a comment. When you share this and listen to it, you can tag us. We would love to hear from you. So thank you so much. And we will chat with you in the next episode.